Do you want your business to grow faster? Are you open to new and out-of-the-box ways to drive revenues and increase value? How do you imagine the most successful entrepreneurs and business leaders double, triple, or expand their businesses tenfold or more? The answer is deals. This is a weekly podcast featuring conversations with business owners, executives, and leaders as we reveal behind-the-scenes details that give you, our listeners, the confidence to pursue your own deal-driven growth. On the show, we discuss a huge variety of deals, everything from large complex mergers and acquisitions to smaller deals that you can do even without significant capital. My name is Corey Kupfer, and I've been supporting deal-driven growth for businesses for 35 years as a successful entrepreneur, professional negotiator, and attorney. My goal is to help you strategize, plan for, find, and complete deals that will help your company grow faster. Welcome to the Deal Quest Podcast. Let's get started. I am here with Ramon Ray, or should I say the Ramon Ray. Uh, I'm so excited, um, uh, DealQuest uh, listeners and watchers live and, and, and on video now. Um, so uh, listen, it, it, Ramon was on episode three. Okay, I believe this is going to be episode 121. Ooh, congratulations. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you, sir. And he, so he's on episode three. He was on when we were back, we were a baby podcast. You know, he was like 18 years old or something back then. And, and, um, you know, we were audio only. And, and now, uh, we are, uh, audio. We're on, you know, we've started doing uh, YouTube and on some of our returning guests, um, we have, started doing uh, this uh, through StreamYard on Facebook Live as well, which is where we are today. Nice. Um, so for those of you, for like the two people out there who don't know who Ramon Ray is, I'm going to read his bio and then, you know, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, sort of where we left off a couple of years ago and what's happened since uh, for Ramon and also just in the influencer and sponsorship space and the other kind of deals that he does. So Ramon is a leading expert on small business success. He inspires and educates thousands of business owners every year through his content, events, and media interviews. He is a four-time entrepreneur who sold two companies. And by the way, back on episode three, he talks about the lessons and uh, you know, and and the good and the ugly of, of got, those. Got to go back and listen. Got to go. Not yet, but when we're done, go back and listen. <laughs> exactly right. Not yet. Um, uh, but he sold two companies. He's also the best-selling author, uh, a best-selling author, including Celebrity CEO, all about personal branding. Ramon was born in the Midwest and has moved to Brooklyn. Uh, and as a Brooklyn boy, you know, I uh, I welcome him to my uh, my borough. Uh, uh, New York, as he, he moved there as a young teen. So, you know, he's, he's almost a real Brooklynite. Um, you can say Ramon's part, uh, he's part well-mannered uh, Midwesterner and part action-oriented New Yorker. I love that. I think it's so accurate. Uh, Ramon is the founder of smarthustle.com, an entrepreneur in residence at Oracle NetSuite. And that's something I want to talk to him about because that's something that's happened since the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Ramon has shared the stage with many leading business thought leaders, including Seth Godin, Simon Sinek, and Gary Vaynerchuk. Ramon Ray, welcome back. Hey, Corey. To the Thanks Deal for having me. It's good to be here. Good to hang with you, man. When I heard Corey said, Ramon, can you? It's just yes, figuring out what Corey would say. Uh, and always good being with you. And thank you for your uh, vulnerability, Corey, and the variety of things that you uh, do in life. So thank you for having me here. Thank you, man. Listen, if, if I knew you were yes to whatever I say, I might have made a different request. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so so uh, so, folks, listen. Um, like I said, uh, Ramon, at, at, on the on episode three, when you after this is over, you want to go back because you're going to so enjoy this. You know, you'll hear about uh, some of his prior 
um, entrepreneurial uh, ventures and uh, partnerships and, and sale. And also we talked uh, generally where I want to expand upon uh, today about what Ramon does, which is um, he called himself a mini influencer, I, be I believe back then. And Ramon's a very humble guy. So my guess is he probably still wouldn't call himself a major uh, influencer, but I want to at least move you to medium influencer, Ramon. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, so we're going to talk about the influencer world and deals in that and how he gets major companies to sponsor a lot of things that he does. And I want to get some updates on what's happened, you know, in the last couple of years. Obviously, a lot has happened because his episode was we had some pre-pandemic time. We had some, uh, you know, COVID time. And now we have the evolution out of COVID time. Um, so a lot, you know, has happened in the world. Um, so, Ramon, um, just tell us about some of the things that, you know, you've been up to. We mentioned that Oracle NetSuite, you know, sure. thing. I, I know you've had some great announcements lately. What's going on with you, man? Yeah, no, I'm doing great, especially regarding the Deal Quest audience, all things deal and more, right? So deals about family, mindset, uh, energy, you know, sometimes not feeling so great. Deals kind of encompass all that. But to give you a quick update, then you let me know where you want to take this, especially to help the audience as they're looking for different, I guess, strategies and ways. And even sometimes, Corey, you know, it's just one tip, right? One, ooh. I like what Ramon said and Corey said. Let me let me steal in a good way. Let me steal that idea. Yes. Um, talking to a lawyer, telling saying the word steal. But anyways, a <laughs> um, few things, Corey. I'll recap. I think uh, one definitely the deal with Oracle NetSuite is is amazing. And I think to recap, kind of what I do. Many brands. This is not for everybody, but many brands are looking for um, the word they call influencers. And the reason I say many influencers because there's those who maybe many see on the proverbial Instagram makeup and beauty, and those people often to be anything. You got to have you know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands as it were, followers to really make a dent. Whether money is there or not versus free products is one thing. But in the business world space, it gets a lot more narrow, right? There's only Mark Cuban and Damon John, Seth Godin, Susie Orman, whatever, the top 100, Brian Tracy. But then you have this nice little middle, which I'll, I'll put myself there to some degree. It's contextual, and right? Thank you. It's contextual, but in small business. And so that's where I fit into Oracle. NetSuite, they're like, you know what? We're this big billion dollar company. They have money to spend. They do advertising and all this. But one thing they don't have, Corey, is, is kind of that, meaning they have their executive team, of course, but they don't have that public human element, that brand ambassador, someone kind of to wave the flag and, and be themselves. That's kind of, you know, on the, what is it, the James Bond movies or whatever. They have the regular military guys and they hire that weird guy outside the wire. He's with them, but he can do other things. <laughs> so that's me. So that's one thing. And I can go into that more if you like. I'll just recap a bit here. But so that's yeah. Oracle NetSuite, a brand ambassador for them, uh, a good deal to really represent them. And basically we were doing a lot together, Corey. And I'm like, you know what? Instead of you engaging me to speak and then do a Twitter chat and then do live video and then do this, that's another tip number two. Titles are important. I'm like, could you call it an entrepreneur in residence, bring this together, and let's just package a whole bunch of stuff together, which I'm happy to lay out if it's helpful. So that's that's one, getting that deal, getting the naming, wrapping it up. I have something that's great. They have something that's great. We move together. Uh, two, I'm bringing back my Survive and Thrive uh, Summit last year, uh, April 20th, I believe it was, 2020. That's when kind of the COVID opening up, you know, people, we were scared then and all that. And, and companies were looking for solutions to still market their, their products and services. So I had a 1,000 and then 2,000 people signed up for my big uh, event. So that's coming up, Survive and Thrive Summit. And beyond that, Corey, I think I'll end there to give you the space to chat about, you know, wherever you want to take this is this. I think still the, the uh, growth of brands looking for people to represent them. Uh, you and I do slightly kind of different things, you know, but from my world, my biggest bread and butter it's growing. 
it's growing. Doesn't mean I don't get the deal every time, but I'm I, I'm blessed to say I'm unsolicited inbound, you know, calls and emails. So I think that part of the world is definitely growing. Yes. So let's yeah let's let's talk about this Oracle NetSuite deal. So it's interesting. So it sounds to me. So you were actually the one that pitched. It's not like they had a program and they said. Ramon Ray, we're going to have you choose to be our next entrepreneur in residence in our entrepreneur in residence program, right? What you did was you said you said to yourself, "Hey, I'm doing these number of, of deals arrangements, whatever, right on one-offs or maybe a series or whatever it is mm-hmm. with them." Um, and you actually came up with a new deal, right? That you envisioned and that you pitched to them, right? That's right. All right. Um, and you even created the branding for it. Yes, right. you decided exactly. you, you're going to be the entrepreneur residence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I served them what they wanted, right, Corey? It's kind of like, you know, the, the, I think the best thing is nobody, except a few of our maybe nerdy friends, go to Home Depot looking for a screw, looking for a hammer or a nail, rather, looking for a frame. Very few of us. You, your wife, our families, we just want the darn painting on the wall. That's the essence of what we want. So... Corey's going through Home Depot and somebody says, Mr. Kupfer, um, by the way, I can do X, Y, Z for you. And it's called the painting concierge service done. You know what? You got the job. Right. Love it. Love it. That's kind of what I did. All right. So I want to really, I think this is a great opportunity to parse because one one of the things that, sure, we talk about different types of deals on this podcast. We talk Mm -hmm. about deal structures, but we also talk about the mind of a deal maker, right? Mm -hmm. Like how you think through these things. And I think this is a fascinating sort of case study, right, on how we do this, right? So I, I, I want to talk, can you delve into a little more about your mindset? Because you're thinking to yourself, hey, I'm doing A, B, and C for Oracle, right? They need X. Yeah. I think I can put together something that will meet their need yes. and that will expand our relationship. And then I'm sure we'll be, you know, more monetarily lucrative to me, but also to them and also to them. So what was it that you said to yourself, Oracle needs that I could create this package for? What, yeah. What's the value to them? I think, and I'll back up even a little further there and remind me to answer that question directly, but I just want to give homage. I wish I had a specific name, but I'm sure half of these are our mutual friends. For the past year or two, Corey, don't remember exactly, and you and I have had at least one or two in-depth conversations about my own business. I think I've been on a journey trying to mature myself, trying yes. to... 10x. That's a grant word, but whoever it is. So I just want to set that. We can go back to that if you want, but I think you understand what I'm trying to say is just, I've matured myself just to, just to think, you know, I have a, I have a tape measure. I don't know why I have it in my hand, but tape measure. Corey said he wants a tape measure. Ramon, stop selling the man the tape measure. Listen, ask questions. Say, by the way, Corey, I have a tape measure kit with a hammer and a paintbrush and all that. This is $2, but for five that's the mindset I've been in the past few months. So I'll pause Love there if you it. want before I answer. Is that helpful, Corey? Just to no, no. That, 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 I'm glad you sort of backed it up to that, right? Because because it goes directly to what I'm talking about is right this mindset shift, right? Because even before we get into your ability to identify what, um, you know, and we've been using this one example, right, of Oracle, you know, but but it applies across the board. Um, what they need, right? You've talked about a mindset shift to say, hey, I'm actually going to in myself shift so that I can look at the bigger picture. Right. And you're right. You know, there's a um, you know, there's there's a phrase that I like, which is which is, you know, don't give them what they want. Give them what they need. And and, and, and that that serves them. Right. Because 
you as an expert in this area, you as know the kind of influence you have with your people, you may be in a better position to judge the value you can provide to that client, to that partner than they can, right? Yeah, so right. so they ask for the tape measure and you say, and listen, some people, salespeople sometimes will call it an upsell or a cross sell or whatever. And sometimes that gets a bad connotation. But if you're doing it from a place of integrity, which I know is the place you operate from, mm -hmm. right? You're not just looking to upsell a client on, on a bigger package to make more money. You know that there's more value that you can provide them, right? right? And that's, yes, you'll make more money doing that, which you deserve because you're providing them with more value. Right. And, and to your point, Corinne, I will answer that. I have no problem shying away. Just people think, is Ramon trying to skirt the question? You know how politicians do know. I'm going to answer Corey's question, the specific elements of the deal. But I think it's important as those listening, because you said this happens to be my relationship with the company, but this is extensible. I think it's a big English word anywhere in life. And so I think to your point, Corey, yes, yes, yes. And I think the second thing I'll add, then we can get into the deal itself if you want, but is that it's not slimy because I think some people are scared of money, Corey, but you're so true, meaning you have to find the right client, right? Fair enough. But let's talk baller talk. I mean, I, I, I'm humbled and everybody's at a different stage in life, but let's talk baller talk, you know, Uber, whatever, meaning what I'm trying to say, and Corey, you're so good and help me unpack this better. Like I say, uh, I'm hungry. And can you take me to the airport? Yeah, I want you to come back and say, Mr. Ray, for a premium, do you want us to have a five-course meal in the car while we're driving you to the airport and iron your clothes before you get there? Yes, that's exactly what I'm looking for, and I will pay for it. So that's another element I just want to mention before we – I'll go to the deal. But is, am I right, Corey? You hear what I'm trying to say here? No, that's that's perfect. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. So – The deal. <laughs> let's, let's apply that. So Oracle um, – has already recognized your value. You're already working with them. They're working with you in various ways. You mentioned keynotes. You mentioned, you know, Twitter chat, you know, right? Uh, and you say to yourself, hey, there is more value I can provide Oracle. There is a benefit that they haven't asked for yet, but that will make a difference for them. What was that that you identified? Yeah, I think it's a few things. I think one, uh, well, a few things. One, the companies I know are hungry to learn. And sometimes kind of as a brand ambassador, just tactically, it's easier for me to ask something of Corey to speak yep. at, say, Oracle NetSuite's event about deal making than them to ask. I have the relationship. So one, the big value I see what they're buying in the other company is relationships. When you hire a PR from an agency, we can talk all day if that you know, works or not, but you're buying relationships. That's one thing I brought them. I think, two is the aspect of the trust, Corey. Do you know how easy they can breathe? And again, I, no problem. I hope that you know them hearing this. Nothing confidential here, but how easy they can breathe knowing we have Ramon. He's ours for the yes. duration of this contract, and we can just work with him. He's learning more and more. We're learning more and more. We don't have to repeat it to, to Mo, Larry, and what are the three students, whoever they are. We don't have to keep repeating it you know, every day. Corey... Yeah, we don't have beige lamps behind us. We hate beige for our brand. Melissa, yeah, don't wear green shirts. Our CEO doesn't like green. Working with one person, done. It, it's already, there's, there's, as we grow, they, we, we learn. So I think that's point two, is that I can be an extension of them. And then I think point three, and some of these words sound weird in the context, but I'll use it. They can pass me around in a good way, <laughs> pass me around within a company. They yes. can say, you know, imagine Corey is the one I'm working with. Corey can say, oh, yeah, yeah. I work with Ramon, done work with him for three months. Hey, Ramon, my buddy over here needs to work with you on something. Go. I'm already trusted, already know, already know. Oh, yeah, that's right. He needs form 1040. He needs form 2AZ, whatever it is. I'm. So is that helpful, Corey? I'll pause there. Is that kind of helpful what I'm saying? No, no, that's great. That's great. That's great. 
And uh, and so so you provide. I mean, there's a number of things you mentioned, right? It's it's just it's a known quantity, right? It's 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 uh, or quality really is the better word. Um, uh, it is a uh, uh, you know it is a, a familiarity that you have with them. It's certainly a trust factor, right? No no client, no partner, no whatever is going to expand the, the the scope of a deal unless there's a trust factor when you've had a previous experience with them. It's obviously access to your audience, you know, and et cetera. And listen, and what do they look? I mean, they're looking to get, I mean, listen, people know Oracle, and that's sweet, right? Um, generally. Um, but they believe that you can get them access and or, well, credibility with a certain audience, right? Yes, that is correct. And, and Oracle mm -hmm. NetSuite. And I must say that, I mean, to that point, I was looking at another company before and I asked the manager there. And I think this goes back to the aspect of deal making um, is that, Everybody can be satisfied because I think it's about value. So every company wants to whatever, 10, 20, 50 times their investment. So yeah. if Oracle NetSuite is saying, Ramon, we're going to give you this dollar, you know, and I see the dollar as genuine value for me, for them, I hope, and I want them to quote unquote, and go to a use and abuse me, they should be getting $50 out of that for their value. Right. And that to me is the perfect deal. If that makes right. sense, Love you know, it. it's, I don't, I don't know how the money adds on a, on a deal. Like if you're buying stocks and bonds and money, you know, valuations of companies, things that you know so well, but I think in this soft issue, you know, let's take a different example. I, I don't know pop culture too well, but Pepsi hiring uh, Cardi B, I think I, I hope it was Cardi B. I hope that was the name and not the other pop star. Uh, yeah, I think it was Cardi B. Yeah. Um, anyways, I can get the hot water here, but let's say it was Cardi B. I can some of her fans like, right. oh, it was now the other rapper, but Cardi B, right? Cardi B is getting X millions for it. She's yes. happy. Pepsi's like, this is worth hundreds of millions more. Yes. So just yes. to explain, that's what we're talking about. When Corey and I are talking about the art of the deal, yeah, we should be fairly compensated. But if you're packaging it right, there's that emotional. And I think, Corey, part of it goes back to the painting. AAA, why do we all pay for, or some of us pay for AAA? We hardly ever use it. We're paying for the emotional piece that when your wife or my daughter or your husband or your boyfriend, whatever it may be, is on the road, that... 200 a year, whatever we're paying a year, you can't buy that. You just yeah. can't buy that safety and security knowing, whoop, tires off, please come and fix it. Done. Yep. Love it. Okay. So now, and again, anything you don't want to answer, you know, is, you know, you can just say it's confidential. Yeah. Uh, I'm not obviously going to ask you for specific dollars, but in terms of the deal structure, yeah. uh, is it, is it an annual, you know, uh, you know, it's an annual thing over, you know, over X number of years of a contract, whatever that they're paying you. And there's a certain, I would assume there's a certain scope of work of things that you're going to do for them as the entrepreneur and residence brand ambassador for Oracle Nestle, correct? Yeah, sure. The deal is structured kind of annually, kind of yeah. annually. And what it is is, yes, there's a variety of buckets and, and many of them are quite public that I've been doing. So, for example, um, uh, working with other influencers and brand ambassadors to say, hey, listen, how can we work together? You know, leveraging that relationship there, I think, is one. I think point two, another thing that's definitely very important is, hey, listen, as we go to talk to um, uh, the press and media, it's great to be able to have somebody who can work with us on that storytelling journey. So that's two. I think three is definitely events, Corey. That's a big thing, right? Instead of saying, Ramon, can we, can, are you free in May? Are you free in June? You're free in December. You're free here. Oh, this date. You know what? Listen, you call, Ramon will answer. <laughs> so that's part of the security, but also, so that's three is the event production side. Four is content. As you know, Corey, I produce an inordinate amount of content. Um, of content. Yes. <laughs> of it. And so some of that content may already be or will start to be, hey, this is Ramon Ray. I'm happy to provide it. Once a day, I'm going to come here, blah, blah, blah. Brought to you by Oracle NetSuite. People didn't see the phone. There we go. So, you know, so, I, so content is the 
fifth bucket, I think it is. And then the other thing is, it's kind of really to help their team. They're smart team, smart people they have there. But Ramon yes. also is on the ground, kind of as I gave that example. Imagine a Delta Force Navy SEAL, silly example, but kind of guys who are a little bit outside the wire, a little bit maverick. They have a different perspective. So I can yes. be available to kind of give that perspective. So those are a few things that in this particular deal that we're doing and people listening can see it's a lot. It sounds like a lot, but I'm very happy with both lots on both yes. sides of the equation. Love it. Love it. Let's take a break from the show for a minute so I can invite you to a new way to determine your deal readiness. I created a fast and easy assessment that will determine exactly how deal ready you are. Once you complete the assessment, I use your responses to identify the obstacles that are holding you back from being a deal-driven growth genius. It's as easy as heading to coreycupfer.com slash assessment. That's coreycupfer.com slash assessment and filling out a few multiple choice questions. I'll be checking in after the episode to see what your results are. Now back to the show. So uh, uh, on the one hand, I... uh, you know, my senses, because obviously you have still, this isn't the only thing you're doing. You're, you're still doing plenty of other remote ray stuff. Yeah. Um, so this is not exclusive in that, in that it's not, you know, you're not hundred percent, it's not an employment or, or a sole contract relationship. Um, although my guess is that there's probably uh, some exclusivity in terms of not working for certain competitors in doing similar things. And, Absolutely is that, correct. Probably right. And that's a great example. And it's fair. And I think going back to what you said of the value, I think how much someone can control in a good way or how much someone could expect or earn from you, kind of like a marriage in a way, I think is commissioned on what they're willing to give on on how the deal was structured. So you're exactly right. So yes, I have a very broad latitude, run my business, do what I want. But of course, there's some brands that, you know, are like, wow, we kind of do the same thing. Probably better Ramon doesn't do Mm -hmm. this Twitter chat or this speak for this. So it's pretty broad. But I think also there's that respect as well, right? It's like, you know, imagine me and you, Corey, this is silly, working together. I hire Corey, my lawyer. I owe him to say, hey, Corey, I need. I want to call the other lawyer too. It's just, it's courtesy. So yes, in yes. this deal, there's a bit of exclusivity, a bit of being careful, you know, but yes, it's it's broad for Ramon to be able to do stuff, but more so who is it with for sure. And that makes sense. And listen, folks, this is a lesson for everybody out there who's going to be listening, you know, and, and, and there will be the normal audio version of this. There will be the YouTube version. And, you know, we pop this up on live without any any promo. So we don't expect a lot of live attendees. But whoever whoever shows up is great. Um, but the point is, whenever you're listening, you know, think about applying. You know, I, I bring on these great guests. You know, Ramon's amazing. Uh, you know, and it's easy to just listen to his story and, and be impressed with him and and, you know, just be into his enthusiasm. What, what I wa- also want our listeners and viewers to do is to, is to think about how they can apply some of these stories, some of this experience, some of these lessons to their own situation. And, you know, I will tell you in, you know, in, in, in my business, uh, I get, I get a lot of my business through sort of strategic partner relationships with key mm-hmm. folks. And one of the things that, that, that they do for me. So for example, uh, when, uh, uh, you know, a Schwab or a Fidelity, for example, says, you know, use Cupfer. Now I'm not their brand ambassador or their entrepreneur residence because mm-hmm. they don't do that, but, but it is an endorsement, yeah. right? You know, for this thing where, where, you know, we're going to work with, uh, investment advisors who are leaving their lunch and they will start their own firm and they're going to bring their assets to a Schwab or a Fidelity, for example, and they say use comfort, that gives me credibility, right? Um, beyond my own reputation right. that I've built because now I am approved by these brands, right? Ramon's getting something similar and in 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 actually a more, you know, uh, um, uh, 
you know, engaged kind of, you know, contractual, you know, relationship, um, uh, you know, and that helps, that helps him, right? He's, yep. you know, wow, a company like Oracle NetSuite is, you know, you know, and, the same. And, and let me add one more thing to that, Corey, as well. I think one thing I, I, I heard from John Warlow, John Warlow knows about uh, building your business to sell, something like that. You, and actually, in fact, if you haven't had him on here, you may want to as well. But um, uh, interesting, he said that, you know, m money is relative. And here's what I mean. Let's go back to, I'll use my tape measure example again. Hope y'all don't mind me using tape measures this year. Um, I'll tell you what it is. Me and my wife are celebrating soon our 27th wedding anniversary. And oh, so wait, I, I, you, you're going to laugh because for some reason, <laughs> I got one sitting on my desk as well. Now, why is you say this a bit on a measuring? I love it, Corey. There we go. We got some good imagery. <laughs> but but money is relative. So meaning the tape measure. Um, to somebody, they may be saying, or I guess what I'm trying to say, Corey, is that to somebody who needs to eat, yes. they may say, you know what, give me whatever you can. Here, take it for a dollar. Somebody doesn't need to eat, you're okay. You can hold on and say, you know, listen, I'm sorry, Corey, if you want it, it's $50 for the tape measure. I'll find somebody. So I think that's another thing to, to also, if people are talking about how do you value these and price these, I think part of it is what you're worth. Part of it is what is worth to somebody else. So I think that's yes. one. Then the second thing I want to bring up I can pause there if you want, but the, the, the second thing I want to bring up is just the aspect of, of going back to the competitive nature. Let's say you're working doing a deal with Mercedes-Benz and, and BMW. You're already working with BMW a lot. You can say, listen, I will not work with Mercedes if you're willing to compensate me for a premium because you know what a top dog I am. I mean, not Ramon, but in, this, in our any business yes. you're in, a top dog I am, I'll be exclusive to you. And that makes you more valuable. So that's that another thing to think about. And not everybody can do it. But if and, you're and able to, you know, I'll forego this revenue. I won't work with the gap. I'll work yes. with guests or whatever. The that's another thing you can do. Hundred percent. And I'm glad you went there because it's exactly where I was going. And and there's and and I'll since you took uh, that side of it, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the flip side of that. Right. I've had folks. I mean, you notice I happen to mention Twelve and Fidelity. They're competitors in the in, in the in the uh, along with you know TD Ameritrade and, sure. and Pershing. Well, TD Schwab just acquired. But in any case, the point is that. They're competitors in the custodial space, right? I work. I actually work with with with, with both of them. Mm -hmm. There are uh, other sort of, uh, platforms out there for. And I just, I'm just picking the investment advisor yeah. space because that was the space I do a lot in. But there are various platforms out there. I work for a lot of them. They're competitors with each other. Um, the reason they they all work with me is obviously because we have a you know a, a, a very strong niche in this area. We've done hundreds of these breakaway broker transactions. There are very few firms that do it. They trust us, etc. And they know that we are not. So, so what? What are the key things to that? Um, on the on the one side, none of them. All right, are I mean, it, sometimes you get, and I'm not saying Schwab Fidelity did this, but you get you get situations where somebody says to you, "I don't want you working for one of right. my peers," and and I'll say to them, "Okay, we, we can have a discussion about an exclusive right. deal, but what you pay me is X. That's going to cost Y." Right, there's a there's a whole different economic deal for any kind of exclusivity, whether whether it's limited or you know, and certainly if it's broader. Right now, in my industry, um, you know, and this ethical things as a lawyer, but I don't want to get into that. I just want to use it sure. as an example. In 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 my industry, in general, you know, in, in this particular space, right, nobody's gonna you know gonna pay for the exclusive. So so part of the understanding is that hey, no, you're not gonna get an exclusive. I am gonna work with your competitor, right? Now, I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. What I'm not going to do is when you refer me into a deal, 
I'm not going to go to the client and say, hey, have you also looked at these other guys? Right, right. Right. Uh, right. I mean, that's the understanding I have is that I'm not going to drive people to my other clients. Right. right? Um, and, 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 you know, sell them away from you or try to convince them, you know, to go somewhere else. That's honoring the relationship. Now, listen, as a lawyer, I have ethical re- sure. requirements. So if Ramon's my client and Ramon says to me, hey, Corey, I know you got introduced you know, to me by Fidelity, but I also want to know about Schwab. I'm considering Schwab. I'm going to have to talk to him, but I'm not going to say I'm not going to out of the blue go say, you know, go look at Schwab as well. Well, right. So the point, the reason why I give that detail is not that it's important about my arrangements, but it is important about um, being very conscious about structuring your deal. What level of restriction or exclusivity or, you know, you're going to give and how that relates to deal structure and pricing. Right. You're 100 percent true because you can get the flip side of that. You know, uh, I'm working for Joe Schmo. This is Joe Schmo and, and Betty Schmo. You know, Joe Schmo says work exclusive. But then it's not paying me enough. I can't eat, as it were. I, I feel angry every single day, Corey, because Betty Schmo keeps calling me if I'm getting my names right here, <laughs> and I'm losing money. But yeah. the way you feel great is that Joe uh, compensating you very well. You're not losing. Joe appreciates you because he knows, oh, I got a baller working just for me, and we're both happy. So to Corey's point, you're right, because you can be jammed if you're not thinking clearly and you're just like, you know what? Sure, let's do it. Then you regret it a week or two later, you get a call. And you have to say no. You're like, man. So, right. but if, but if, but if, and that goes back to speaking. I think anything, you know, I think in our industry, right, the speaking, we talk about those painful clients. And, and thankfully, you and I don't have clients like that, but, you know, a client that's really difficult. To Corey's point, he, he's hinting it. I can work with anybody. You may pay for it, but you want me to stay outside in the freezing cold and give a four hour talk in the snow? Done. No problem. That's going to cost you right. a certain amount right. of money. Right. <laughs> And, and listen, here's the honest exclusivity piece, uh, you know, just as a last point on why, you know, you should be getting value for it is that when you do a good job in a particular area, industry, company, certainly it happens to speakers, right? You know, you give a great talk at a yeah. conference for X, right? All if you if you do great work, opportunities in that industry, right. uh, in that area are going to come up for you. So you are, by definition, with any kind of exclusivity or restriction, giving up that opportunity that's going forward, and there's value to that. That's the bottom line, right? right. right. Um, So, yeah. And I like the point, This again, I love this conversation. We're going a variety of places, which I hope is okay, but talking about going niche, I have no doubt that Corey is is one of the most in-demand, and I I know a little bit what Corey does, but it's like way above my head, some of it, but in his particular industry with money and finance and law and all these things, everybody knows Corey. And in my small niche, because it's small compared to the global scale, small niche of the world, large tech brands selling to small businesses, everybody knows my name. This doesn't mean I have every deal, but every out of the top 300 companies, Wix, Square, Zoho, Salesforce, SAP, Oracle, NetSuite, Microsoft, mention any, any tech, PayPal, any tech company, everybody knows Ramon and Smart Hustle. I promise you that. It's right. a beautiful place to be. Right. Which means, so, so yeah, so I, that's the place I wanted to go as well. And whether it's, um, and, you know, we can tie it into uh, the Oracle, uh, you know, arrangement or, or anything else you do, really. Um, what is it that you do? So to get your first, whatever the first thing you did for Oracle, right? Or any of your other yeah. big brands that you work with. Um, there had to be something you did that had them see value, right? Uh, so you don't get a deal, whether it's just somebody paying a $5,000 sponsorship for your Smart Hustle Conference or it's, 
somebody, you know, uh, you know, uh, having you paying you to speak at their event, you know, or having you sponsor, you know, sponsoring a Twitter chat with a paying, you know, your X dollars, whatever it is. Um, they don't do that for everybody, right? Tech brands don't do that for me. They wouldn't do that for me. I'm not, I have no value I can bring them. Not yet. Right? So what is the, now, obviously I have value. I bring other, you know. Of course, of course. Um, so what is it? So I, let's go back to the basics so people understand. You don't just walk into Oracle or Microsoft or whatever and say, hey, cut me a check. And they said, oh, Ramon's, Ramon's a, a nice, funny, good-looking guy. We're going to cut him a check. Now, what did you do in advance to create value that had them say, hmm, maybe we will cut this yeah. guy check? That's a great question. After I answer this, I'd love for you to feel free to dig in more to help me even say it better. Because I love these are very introspective questions. Sometimes we don't see ourselves, but yeah. others do. But I think a few things I think come to mind. I think one is definitely being so long in the industry as you and I both are. You're well known and trusted name. So I think that's one. And I, and again, my peers, competitors, but they're all my friends. I know them all. We talk all the time. We, we, a small cabal of us have been doing this for 10, 15, 20 years. So that's one yes. for longevity. I think point two is also being, since I know many of the players and celery, I think is another big word in our industry, you know, Corey or whatever the tech brand is working with Ramon means Corey now knows my whole network. You know, like a good lawyer, right? Yeah, like in your world, right? You can just say, hey, Ramon, we need this. Do you know a guy? Oh, yeah, I used to work with this guy. I just hired this guy. We were on we were in a chat together, me and this guy, Shark Tank, whatever it is, which is reality. So that's yes. point two. And I think the third thing in regards to Ramon, Corey, Ramon, and, and I, I, I feel myself tearing up. I cry very easily, Corey, but it just, I, I was doing something recently for a client mm. and uh, the video didn't work on their end. Mm. instantaneously, Corey, I came to life, which is my gift. And I'm only realizing this now. I used to not see it as a gift. I covered them. I put all the blame on me. We had fun. I bet people barely noticed the video didn't work and the client was scrambling. They were like, oh my, it's not working. But I'm, I'm joking, having fun and, and gave them time to just privately tell me, Ramon, move on. So I think for Ramon, Corey, I'm seeing better, and you and I talk about this in our other you know, networks and communities we're in. I may not be the deepest introspective guy. I, I could be, but you know, I'm just having some fun here. That may not be my gift. I may not be the person who speaks with a British accent about productivity, and I've researched a million companies. That's not my gift. But if there's a big brand that wants to have fun, engagement, energy, and if stuff is broke, knows Ramon can off the fly spark for three hours with no notes, that's my gift and I'm your guy. So that third reason is why the big companies, you know, when they're CEOs who are busy, they didn't have time to read the script. They know they're safe in Ramon's hands because Ramon will cover. If yes. Corey makes a mistake, Ramon will put it all on him, giving yes. Corey time yes. Yes. to get back into shape. Okay, great. I love that. And that's, I think that's, that's real insightful in terms, in terms of, you know, what makes you unique, you know, today and has for a while, et cetera. You've been in the game. Let's go back to when you started, right? Sure. You know, we joked about you calling yourselves a mini influencer. Well, there was a time where you were a really mini influencer, where yes. you, you know, you influenced maybe your wife and and, yes. and maybe your kid, maybe not, right? Um, you know, um, uh, and and so, how did you go from somebody? Because we're all, you know, somebody who have you know a few people know us to, you know, to how did you even start to build any kind of influence that any of these you. brands would have been interested in? 
Yeah. The one thing I did, Corey, and I'm sure there's a lot of things. We talk longer. I can give you the whole playbook, but there's a lot. But I recall one thing, one tactical thing I did. I had an email, email newsletter called the Small Business Technology Report. Made it up, Corey. And I can't remember. Why. I'm sure I can remember if we talk longer why I made it up. But it's the playbook we all do now. Playbook we hear from our mutual friend Jeffrey Hazlett and others in podcasting. Yep. I started to interview the big brands. I can't remember why I did it, but I'm sure there was some genius connection. Because remember, back then, there wasn't all the knowledge we have today. And this was 20 years ago. That's right. But I interviewed Nigel Burton, who was like a VP at Microsoft. So people are slowly connecting the dots. I interviewed him about marketing to small businesses. And that, I believe, was my entry 20-something years ago, Corey, to being known now 20 years later mm. in this space. The mm. person who interviews everybody who he wants to be around is going to be known. This is a fact. And anybody can do that right now. You're trying to break into the lumber industry, which I know nothing about. You start interviewing all the major lumber companies in what? Seattle, wherever they are in the world. Year, two years, whatever it is you will be the most known person in the lumber industry in the story. Just and, and Ramon, let me, let me, uh, I, I obviously, I did, did not know you when you did, when you did that. So I don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to guess. I know the answer to this. When you did those interviews, right. Did you go in and ask them for anything other than, than, than to allow you to interview them? Wonderful question. them on a product, a service to hire you? Not at all. And I know you know the answer. That's exactly right. It was yeah, a pure, I didn't know the answer, but I knew the answer. Absolutely. It's a pure editorial interview. And you're right, Corey, as you're hinting, that's a mistake people often make. You know, Corey's the head of the, the you know, jelly bean factory. The hey, Corey, can I interview for my jelly bean report? By the way, Corey, can I get 20% off? You, you just devaluated, invalidated, revaluated. Corey, give me some big word. Whatever something it is, you went negative. <laughs> it just didn't, it doesn't work that way. You have to show people another story. Joe Connolly, whole different, but WCBS Radio 88 and the, the WCBS local reporter, how I met him. We're out of touch in recent days, but in fact, he just retweeted me today. But the point is, is that similar thing as like, Joe, can I, can I help with your bags? He, he was interviewing the head of Priceline years ago. I was on the radio a few days later. So the point core, what you're bringing out, value, value, value. Yeah, we're all in business, but just, just show value. Just, just be a nice person. That will take you a lot farther in the end. Love it. Love it. Love it. So Ramon, talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, the conference coming sure. up. Um, let's uh, let's uh, make sure our uh, listen, folks, anything that Ramon does is valuable. A heck of a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, he draws great people. Um, so I definitely want you to know uh, about it. So tell us, Ramon. Yeah, and I will. I don't know how much time there is, but I'll tell you the, the genesis of it as well a little bit. So Please. what I'm doing on May 18th is called the Survive and Thrive Summit. People can just go to smarthustle.com, look at our event section to see the free event. But as because I always want to share, learn lessons, you know, where people are listening to lessons. So the lesson from this is that everybody does events. Corey does a podcast. I do a podcast. We're all dime a dozen. We're all doing the, you know, trying our little thing here in the world. I'm thinking, how can I be different? How do I make an event different? I don't can't hire Rob Fair, our mutual friend for NSA, and he's gifted with all the fancy stuff. But I know what I can do. A five-hour, no tape, live experience. And that's what I've done, Corey. It's it's mm. it's a, it's kind of a well-known thing. People are talking about it. Five hours, Ramon's gonna be there, not moving. It sounds fun, sounds a little crazy, a little risky, but that's the idea. Okay, we're all doing something, but how can I do one little twist? How can I do a little pink ribbon? Or how can I make it off-center, whatever, to make what I'm doing a bit different and get attention? And it's a five-hour live experience. Smart I love it. 
And this is on May 18th. May 18th. That's right. Okay. So folks, um, unfortunately, so those of you who see this live and we are going to put out, um, uh, you know, some snippets and things about that. Um, the audio, audio version of this is going to air on May 19th. Nope. It's funny, but you know, no. people can go back and see the five hour experience. If they just, just look at com, you know, look through Ramon's channel, just not selling anything, but just so they can see what they I'm doing. See. So feel free to go All back right. and it'll be archived on YouTube and everywhere. So perfect. No perfect, perfect, perfect. Great stuff. And then, and then, you know, you've done the SWAT hustle, hustle conference every year and you do, you know, I mean, there's so many of us. So listen, folks, definitely check out, well, let's, where can people find you? What, what yeah. is it? Give them the website again. <laughs> Thanks, Roy. Two places, easy to place, smarthustle.com or ramonray.com. You'll find me there all the time. There you go. Easy enough. Easy enough. Ramon, any, any last thoughts uh, that you want to leave the audience with yeah. on anything? Yeah, indeed. Just go out and do it. For those who are newer, sometimes the the perfection uh, it keeps us behind. It's not ready. It's not done. It's not ready. Just do it. And, and as another financial person I talked to says, he radio he has a radio show. You know, don't make fatal errors, but just go out and do it. And I think and have fun and uh, just keep listening to Corey and, uh, and his team and watch his journey because I've been it's been great, Corey, to see you transform. From a boring deal maker, just teasing Corey, to being a thought leader, being author and podcaster and interviewer. So, watching your journey, Corey, means, and this is not in a bad way, anybody can do it, meaning the no, tools are there. The tools are there. You just have to do it. Listen to him. If Corey can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. So, the last question I ask on the, on the, uh, on the version of the podcast now is different than the last question I asked yeah. back on episode three. So um, I'm going to close out with this question. Um, freedom is my highest ideal in life. It's my highest value. To me, that means everything from freedom for all people from oppression of all types to the, why I'm an entrepreneur and I don't have a boss and I run my own company, right? Um, what does freedom mean to you and how does it apply to your life and business? Yeah, Corey, for sure. The days when I wake up and it gets so hard um, and I feel like um, working for somebody, I feel like... Um, that business is tough. What you just said, Corey, is the freedom. Mm. The freedom that I can wake up and say, honey, let's go on a date at 2 p.m. The fact that I have the freedom also, Corey, to fail, to have yes. massive amounts of debt. But as of recently, be debt free. <laughs> so the fact that I have the freedom, so that's, I can go on, Corey. I know it's that's last, but I, I it, it just means so much to me, Corey. But that's the freedom I love. The freedom to, to make profit and money. And I know you and I heart, we help as much as we can others, but I'll stop there. But that's the freedom I enjoy. Echoing your sentiments, Corey. Love it. Love it. Ramon Ray, thank you for being an amazing return guest on the Deal Quest podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Deal Quest, where we help you understand how deal-driven growth can be your ticket to freedom. I want to invite you to a unique way to tap into the wisdom and experience of the Deal Quest community. Join the DealQuest Deal Den Zoom calls, a free monthly 90-minute mastermind. In the mastermind, we address all the challenges you may be facing and help support you with the opportunities that may arise in terms of deal-driven growth. You will get input not only from me, but all the members on the call will collaborate and serve each other in a mastermind format. To sign up for the free mastermind, go to www.coreycupfer.com slash dealden. That's coreycupfer.com slash dealden. I'll see you there. I'm Corey Kupfer. Until next week, wishing you the freedom and financial prosperity that I know your deal quest will bring.